Hello and welcome to the Performance Through Health podcast. We aim to inspire and educate our listeners through engaging conversations on all things health and fitness, mindset, business and philosophy. My name is Martin McPhillamy and I'm your host and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the Performance Through Health podcast. So, today bit of a um, bit of an informative and educational session really that I hope can help a lot of people people out there at the moment we um, you know there's a lot of fear amongst society at the moment just because of the the COVID-19 virus and the pandemic and all the the uncertainty around that so I wanted to share with you some um, some ideas that could help help improve or help reduce the fear that you're feeling and to uh, little steps that you can take to, to have a little breather and overcome overcome that. So fear is one of those things that actually gets in the way a lot of the time because, you know, the, the, the most common fear for everybody is the, you know, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failure, the fear of rejection, or, or just that fear of, of just not being good enough. And it, it just runs through everybody's lives. And uh, really, you can you know a lot of people out there are in quarantine, but fear itself can keep you locked up. It doesn't necessarily have to be a physical place where people are locked in. But if you can't feel comfortable and be and predict things, then it just prote- prevents people from you know, reaching their true perfect, their potential. And 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 uh, it just becomes a bit of this conundrum, really, where people are not being feeling fulfilled because they just don't feel they can pursue anything better. So. I'm hoping there's some uh, valuable tools for you guys in this today. Uh, we're going to run through essentially what fear is, breaking that down. Um, the biological functions of fear, you know, it is actually a natural thing. Comparing that to anxiety, uh, anxiety is also a natural phenomenon, but it can get uh, you know, pathological. Um, you know, the physio- physiological effects of fear, you know, what is actually happening to the body and why is that happening? And then perhaps some psychological behavioral aspects of what fear actually does to us on that beha- on, on the um, on the spectrum of uh, being able to do and act and how we, how we'd like to be to act and uh, you know so then then we'll just talk about overcoming and accepting fear. It's always going to be a part of your life, so we just have to be able to accept that fear is a part of the the you know, the human experience, the human life experience. And then I'm just going to go through some cost effective ways that can improve your emotional state. If any of you haven't listened to the episode with Matt Hughes yet, uh, we had a great conversation uh, that was on the episode number twenty-one, and we, you know, we delved into quite a lot of things really. So he is the owner and director of Capital Property Advisory. So works for um, you know, runs a company that actually advises individuals on uh, purchases and uh, real estate. And, and and helps a lot of individuals there. We delved a little bit into the housing market, but remember this was pre-recorded pre-COVID virus, so it's going to obviously change massively over the next six months and even from now. But then at the time, he was expecting a child in a couple of days, so we delved into the mindset, how, how uh, becoming a father, how that's changed him, and uh, he also was planning to um, do an ultra-endurance event, uh, climbing the equivalent of what we would be Everest over in uh, over over in Utah though this race was and it was uh it was he was basically 
getting into the process of putting all his trainings together and we had a bit of a, a, a chat around that and and where he gets his drive from and it was a really interesting chat so if you haven't listened to that yet go back and uh no i hope you enjoyed that episode so quick update on where i'm at this has been a bit of a strange time for me really i've never ever in my life had um, this long off uh, resistance training or weight training it's been really really a uh, interesting experience I've been dedicating my time and focus into into other things and I am about 50,000 words into a book and uh, I can't remember if I've actually mentioned the book on this on this show I think maybe I mentioned it on the previous episode but now up to 50,000 words um, to begin with, I actually got about 40,000 words just rambling on and just getting everything that I felt like I needed to get onto page, um, just to, to you know, help, help people just really to discover who they truly are and, and get themselves out of the sort of shit that a lot of people find themselves in right now in terms of being knocked down. You know, man has fallen. We, uh, we've been knocked out of our comfort zones and knocked into the unknown. And, and there's many people don't know what to do. They fear the unknown. It's the biggest fear there is out there. This is why there's another reason for, for this podcast. But um, the book is essentially my hero's journey or what I believe to, um, to, to have changed me or improved me as a man, as a human, and uh, as a leader. Um, the experiences that I've had over the last four years suffering with from things like anxiety, fear, uh, suicidal thoughts, depression, and uh, you know, learning a way out of that. And I'm, I'm not going to go into the stories of what I actually talk about in there. Um, that will we wait for the, the uh, book release. And then I'll hopefully then you know, obviously be doing some interviews and I'll be talking about all those experiences. And I have mentioned some of them before on uh, the Open Up podcast. But um, I've given myself to, to to the end of the year to actually finish that because what was a, um, a project that I felt I could get it done in a few weeks, now I actually want to take this actually pretty seriously and uh, give myself enough time to really now put it into a structure to make it into a, a story using um, Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. So I'm excited to to, to get that out to you guys and I will just keep it updated as as I, as I go through that on, on obviously on this podcast. Um. Uh, but in terms of the actual training, it's been very, very interesting. So like I say, I had, I had about five or six weeks off. I just thought, well, was COVID virus is, is, is on the uprise. We didn't know how it was going to plan out over here in WA. Obviously, watching it uh, spread across the world, it was quite... Um, uh, it was causing a lot of uncertainty so a lot of obviously in the gyms closed and I thought right here's my opportunity to put my my dedication elsewhere anyway um, I have been training with a couple of friends and uh, and that's it's been really interesting experience because I have never really been someone who um, you'd look at especially you know back in the days of school where you had that individual who's always like comes last all the time and you're kind of waiting around for him that's kind of like the I feel like the, I'm that sort of person now when I'm comparing to uh, training to to um, two of my friends uh, bearing in mind one of them is um, ex uh, special forces um, I've been training with him and he has he should have been peaking for a, you know, an Australian strongman competition maybe three weeks ago. So comparing myself to him is um, a bit demoralizing. And then the other guy is still serving in the SAS. So it's uh, <laughs> it's putting me out of my comfort zone. I am sore as hell. I think I did a leg session maybe four days ago. And that is still 
Uh, I'm still sore now from that, which is uh, it was just, it's fantastic. Obviously, it's really great because it puts me out of the comfort zone, but it's also a little bit demoralizing at the same time when you come in about seven or eight minutes um, finishing your circuits, circuit sessions bef- um, after them. And I could usually stay up with... Um, with, with Joe in terms of weights, but not now, not, not definitely not now. I've had far too much time off, but who who knows? Um, I know what I'm doing. I can and I can plan to get back into that, and I can't wait for all the gyms to open up again, so I can get my schedule and get my routine back into training as hard as I can. And um, looking forward to it. I hope all you guys out there are, are managing to train in some way. If not, um, and you're in Perth or in Australia over here, then just flick us a message. I know that. Uh, Joe and Evolution Athletic have got some equipment coming on their way and we can certainly put some programs together to to help people using the equipment that they have, whether that's just band work or kettlebell work. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to be able to get people into fit because it does make a big impact on, on, on a lot of people's uh, mental health. So... Um, uh, and yeah, performance through health is, isn't just about being being the best. It's about staying with a, with a, with a, um, a, a, a healthy body and a healthy mind as well. So let's delve into uh, you know, the, the topics for today. So the first topic, um, and the only topic really of today, is discussing obviously about fear. So what is fear? We all kind of know it's it's that innate feeling when we um, when something's uh, something's out to basically be a potential threat. So the actual definition of a fear, obviously, it's an emotion. And it's emotion what we feel when something's going to cause um, uh, you know, an effect on us or potential threat to our survival or, or our way of living. So if, you know, if something gets in a way that could potentially get in the, in, within our realm of living, it's, it's not the ordinary, it then brings up this uh, feeling of an emotion. And emotions are essentially like they're small mental state changes uh, that have physiological and behavioral impacts as, as well. And obviously, emotions are um, uh, what what I would call archetypal, but would be collectively. Everyone kind of knows those emo- emotions. They, people can get confused with with certain emotions, and everyone has um, uh, definitely has a different ability to detect those emotions. And uh, I think it's Paul Ekman who was the the, the the researcher who has has said that there's definitely certain facial expressions for different emotions. And if you've only ever have you seen that TV show called Lie to Me, that's all about his work. And that's uh, and that's an absolutely fa- fantastic uh, watch. I enjoyed it anyway because that's my sort of thing. But um, you can really can detect emotions, and you can learn to detect emotions very easily. Now, I'm a sort of an individual who. Uh, empath so an empath essentially means someone who's got introverted intuition but an extrovert in in terms of his general attitude so i can observe individuals and from how they are uh, their body language or their facial expressions or even just that sense of feeling um, judge someone's someone's uh, emotions that they're feeling, and I'm very good at that in terms of then being able to bring them out of a different state, and that's why I I love healthcare. It's it's just one of the main things. But um, fear actually has its no, it's got its functions. If we didn't fear and we didn't have that as our as our primary function in terms of evolutionary, we would have died off millions of years ago. No, we would have never made it as far as we can. If anything, fear has been the thing that has allowed us. Fear and curiosity, I think the two major things that have allowed us to 
um, evolve as a, as a species to be as intelligent as we are now. You know, number one, you've got to be curious enough to go and pick up the fruit um, and, and try and eat that food and be, you know, uh, find that information. But also, number two, you've got to be fearful enough of what's around, around the corner. You know, there can always be those predators and the snakes that are around there. So the main function of fear is, you know, it's, it's to act as a signal of danger. So it, 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 it basically causes us to stop when there's a threat. So it causes an emotional conflict. So if you're moving towards something and then all of a sudden you saw fear, it then is going to tell you to stop. It's the job is to trigger an appropriate um, response in the body to prevent you from moving further or, or continuing to do what you do. So how does that differ to anxiety? Well, fear is, you know, it's imminent. It's often life-threatening. It's acute. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's proximal. It's, it's close to you. Whereas anxiety is more, um, it's, you know, there's, there's a difference in terms of anxiety could be perceived as, as, as a long-term thing. It can be more distal. It's, um, it's, it's more of a feeling of uncertainty. It's, it's, it's not knowing whether there is going to be an end outcome of a situation. So, for example, a lot of the people now, yes, there might be fear of people have been told that they might lose their jobs tomorrow. That's an, uh, an acute threat. However, the uncertainty that the COVID virus actually causing is causing uh, anxiety. Now, obviously, there is um, uh, these are natural phenomenons within our, within within our body, within our psyche that have developed over thousands of years. Now, obviously, fear we know that's to prevent uh, people moving forward so that they can more survive. Whereas anxiety is actually allows people to have a bit of time to adapt and prepare. So, if you're just feeling anxious right now. And, and you're feeling anxious because you you you're almost feeling like things are changing around you. That essentially is a warning sign that you're that you need to adapt to something. You need to prepare for something. So if your if your job's on the line, then then it's it's allowing you to it's, it's, it's your body giving you a signal to saying something's not quite right. You need to change something right now. Now. We're going to go into uh, what that is a bit later on and people who think, okay, well, I can't change. What can I change is that you know, we'll break that down into to smaller things and to, to see what you can do to then start taking the steps that allow you to overcome those fears or step into those fears and just kind of accept that. Anxiety is the generalized response to an unknown threat. It's an internal conflict, whereas the fear is a known to an external danger. And... Anxiety can basically be distinguishable by the cognitive aspects. For example, anxiety seems to be uh, from uncertainty. You know, the object's far away. It's um, it's often fear is often real. It's external. It's known. It's 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 absolute. Whereas anxiety is unclear. It, it's internal, and um, yeah, you know, it, it's it's even just uncertain. So, therefore, in a situation where there is no clear contingency or likely outcome, it's going to cause this kind of uh, considerable uh, stress. And that basically is highlighting that this individual or, or yourself has a, has a lack of control, which then contributes to that anxious feeling. And it actually makes it a lot more difficult to, to, to cope. So what can we um, put into place? We'll go on to those later, but there's obviously a bit of an overlap. Now, in terms of um, physiological adaptations to, to 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 fear. 
obviously the main function of fear being a, a defensive mechanism, the um, initial phase of fear is always that the body is going to freeze initially and that might only be a minute second. Like, you know, when you have, um, you know, say, you say you're driving down the road and all of a sudden someone just beeps that horn uh, and you just you just kind of just freeze first and it's, there's a slight pause before a jump, before a, a reactive phase to, to the muscles. And the, the, uh, the physiology adapts essentially to make us to be able to survive to danger. Now, if you're just like the rabbit in the in the um, in the headlights, or if you're over here in Australia, whenever you uh, a kangaroo first spots you, it's like they kind of just look at you first and just stare at you and go, "If you move any closer, I'm going to move away." But that initial freezing phase is to essentially make you be able to no, not you can hide. You can is is you can then make judgment and focus on what that next step is. And then the heart rate will increase. Your um, 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 your your blood pressure will increase. Your adrenaline will increase. The all the focus on that actual area that is being uh, that is fearful is is directed towards that. And we get a tunnel vision essentially. And that's not ideal in a situation if you're at work or if you're concerned, because what this does is it actually makes you less able to do your job properly. Um, and we know that fear and, and anxiety actually has an inhibitory effect on the learning the mechanism. So it's almost like you going back to when you first did things. So for example, in my work, now I have to set up a lot of equipment. There's kind of me having series of steps that I go through that are just memorable, that are memorable and they become automatic. But if I'm, you know, if I'm to be fearful and then try to do that, it's like all of a sudden I start making mistakes. You start being concerned because your your cognitive processes are not working as well as they should be because you're, the part of your brain that you're you're working with, you know, you've got your the um, the prefrontal cortex of the brain, which is actually the part that actually is able to make all these ex executive decisions and allow you to take sig signal these processes together. The uh, the actual amyg amygdala, which is the fearful part of the brain, is isn't really uh, allowing that part of the brain to the prefrontal cortex to actually do the job that it needs to do. So, everyone and all humans and animals they have different coping strategies. And these are essentially just the activation of the sympathetic nervous system. So that fight or flight response that I've just discussed about is just if your back's in the corner and you can't get out, then you need to fight and you need to have as much energy and as much um, muscular activation, uh, you know, alertness as possible. And this reminds me of a story when I first got over to Australia and it would just it was probably just around about this time would have been yeah it would have been four years ago now so over here in wa in, in the summer we get um reason you know, re on the west coast we get quite strong tides and strike quite strong waves and quite big waves but really the big sets of waves start to come in now and towards the winter and um i'd watched one of my friends go out and he was uh kayaking or kayak surfing the waves and it looked like it was amazing fun he was pretty good at it reasonably um uh reason reasonably big waves at that time and i thought no, i didn't really think too much about it and if, if you're f don't really know me you listen to this i'm from a place called coventry which is a center right in, in the middle of england which is three hours 
drive to any ocean. So my knowledge of the ocean is about as much as I've learned in terms of going on a 10 meter uh, um, a swimming lesson when I was in a pool at school. That's as much lessons I've had at school in terms of swimming. I just taught myself to swim and I'm a strong swimmer, um, but I'm not a swimmer. So I could get myself out of shit, but um, I wouldn't call myself a, a swimmer and I couldn't be out, I couldn't do lengths in a pool, for, for example. Anyway, I'd gone out and um, uh, it was just after a bit of a bit of a, a, a stormy day, and the following day the waves were pretty big. And I took the, this, this my friend's kayak, open open kayak, down to the uh, the ocean and decided to give it a go. And he and all he said to me he goes, "There's one one little tip. He goes, if you keep your head, um, uh, if you keep your face your head straight on with the wave and just just battle through it, duck your head down when it's coming towards you. You'll just basically go underneath it and you'll be able to come out on the other side. So on my first go, I'm like, right, I'm getting all the way out. There's a big wave coming towards me. Duck my head down, get underneath that, and then straight away another one was just right behind it. And the front of the kayak just went right up and it basically flipped me out back onto myself where I had to oar and smack my face over the nose, across the nose and the eye. So I was pretty dazed. And at this point, I was out to a point where I couldn't really stand up. So there I am come off the boat no idea where the boat is i'd say oh, i don't know 30 30 meters out maybe probably only 20 meters or 15 meters away from a point where i can actually stand up there's me dazed under the water getting thrown around by all these waves um and i come back up i've got the oar in my hand all i'm thinking is i can't let go of this oar it doesn't belong to me like the, like the kayak i can't even see it oh shit sharks wa is well known for sharks there's the first thing came to my mind so this massive fear response just came up and it's had all this adrenaline inside me and i just started swimming as hard as i could to just get in as fast as i can and if you imagine uh trying to swim with an oar in your heart it's pretty hard anyway anyway so i'm swimming as hard as i can and for about 30 seconds of swimming well it felt like it felt like longer but it was probably only you know probably only 10 seconds i just realized that i wasn't going anywhere and I thought, what the fuck? I cannot get in at all. So I'm still swimming again as hard as I can. All right, right, fuck it. I've got to let go of this oar. Let go of the oar. And I'm just swimming, 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 swimming. And I'm still not gone. I'm trying to get my foot down on the floor. At this time, I'm actually kind of like choking in the water. I'm falling down and my head's just bobbing underneath. And I'm getting tired. And I'm thinking, right, I've got one last go pumped full of adrenaline and I've just gone for this absolute 30 seconds as hard as I can to swim as hard as possible and I probably only went five meters and I got to a point where I could just about get my feet on the ground but I was so fatigued and so overwhelmed and full of adrenaline I could hardly feel my legs my legs were jelly so I just kept kind of like just bouncing under the water but I could just kind of like move forward to a point where I could crawl onto the um the sandbanks at the front and just get up there and just turn around and a couple ran over to me like are you okay and I'm like, no, I think I just died. And I just kind of look back and like the, the kayak and the the oar had just gone round and down. So now I know that, that was, this was a rip and a rip is essentially when the the, the, um, the current is going backwards and it's being pulled back out. I was just stuck in one of those and I'd come out and I was blue. My lips were blue. I was like, you know, I was coughing up some, some water. I was so tired that night I went back home and when I got home, I cut my dinner and I sat down in front of the TV. I didn't even, I woke up and I didn't even eat my dinner. I was literally just there, um, passed out. Next day, I was still like at work and I was just falling asleep. And I, I just think I had such an adrenaline overload that I, I'd never uh, never experienced that before. I was just so tired. So you know, fear 
if it wasn't for for that response and it wasn't for me actually being a fit individual and, and training, I would have never got out of that. So if, you know, if we didn't fear those sort of situations, how would we survive? So they're the coping mechanisms. We've got the fight, we've got the flight. The most likely response is going to be flight, but the freeze is, is, is the initial one. Essentially, it mobilizes. The blood pressure plummets and um, you know heart rate actually sinks down but then if the threat becomes more imminent so say for example a threat is far away from you and uh, this goes back to the kangaroo if you're far away from the kangaroo it looks at you and just stands there as soon as you move forward there's like a a psychological um, uh, point where once you get past that then the flight response is just activated it's like get out of there so what kind of happens with this situation that we're currently in now you know, we've got the COVID virus and people have lost jobs, people have businesses are closed down and there's all this kind of certain certainty. There's a lot of this freeze kind of response going on and people just can't really get past where they're going because they just feel stuck and they're not able to move any, any, any far forwards. Um, and if you're not moving forwards, then essentially you are moving backwards. And in a period right now, it's 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 do or bust, okay? Now, I don't want to scare people, but for a lot of businesses out there, it's either being able to adapt, get online, do that sort of stuff, and then to continue, especially if you're a small business that isn't hasn't got a particularly a massive profit margin, hasn't got loads in the banks, and is, you know, just just runs off its uh, revenue just to keep on keep on running, and only has small profits, then taking that time off or having to take that time off is going to be obviously a big issue. So, being able to act in the face of fear is one of the biggest things that you can do as an individual to be able to overcome and become the best version of yourself. So number one, if you're not able to do anything at this current time, that is because you're stuck by the fear. The biggest thing is that you're, the idea of what you want to do is too big for the situation that you're in. So just going back to that, um, you know, the, I think it was Pavlov and his dogs, he basically noticed that when his dogs um, had a, a fearful situation, I think there was a, a massive flood, um, and basically that caused all of his dogs who were obviously trained to the bow to, to feed, to, to do all their, 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 all their essential uh, psychological training that they'd done, all, all that behaviors that they'd learned, he noticed that they would start forgetting and they, they were losing the signals and didn't really understand. And he put that down to fear. Now, if you're trying to do huge things and you've not been actually, or you've been asked to do to, to, to do more than you actually can necessarily do and you're pushing your kind of comfort zone, when you're living in fear, that comfort zone is actually is, is made even smaller. So even even tiny things can feel like they're, they're very difficult to do. So one of the biggest things that any, any psychologist said is when you got a fear response is that breaking that fear down giving yourself some control over what that is doing like if you've got something that the vision is too big and that just makes you scared so that you just get paralyzed by that fear and you become free you know become frozen break it down into small little things what's the one thing that you can do today or tomorrow that's going to take you a little bit closer to taking that step now you still have that grand aim because the aim is what creates the positive emotion as we go towards it so having a big aim is is good but if you can break it down to those small sections it allows you then to take action to then complete those and when you complete that you then celebrate so you celebrate the fact that you were able to break that down so for example with me um 
Now, what is going on at the moment is that is there, there is a lot in terms of, there's a lot of pressure on everyone. Now, I was doing podcasts. I was doing my um, book. I was doing, uh, trying to get some clients with performance through health. I was doing, working at my uh, full-time job. Now, I've had to shift my focus onto what is important right now. And to be honest with you, that is actually continuing and allowing my company, the work that I employed by, and given my vision to them to allow them to succeed in the future. Now, so my performance through health, the focus isn't massively on at the moment, but that's because I didn't feel that I actually have the ability to do that because there's still fear over what might happen. Now that's overcoming, I'm overcoming that, and therefore I'm actually starting to look back into more things again. I'm being more, uh, I guess, having my, my grand vision is, 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 is being reconnected to that. So reconnecting to your vision, but then breaking it down to what you can actually do allows you then to have those positive uh, rewards that you're actually moving yourself towards something that then creates positive emotion. And the uh, the antidote to fear, obviously, is courage and 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 love. So when you're doing the stuff that you love and you're being courageous, then you can actually start to reduce the amount of fear that you're having. So that's one of the the biggest tips I would say. Then there's the what I would call the thought thinking process. So if you feel like you're immobilized or you're not able to do something, it's often because within your mind you've created a narrative or a story that might not necessarily be true. So, for example, in my work um, for CPAP for CPAP therapy, we have a lot of people who have to put big masks on their face, and they literally will. Might, some of them might even have tears when I go to do that, and it's because that is too scary for them. Because in the past, they've had some kind of um, uh, traumatic experience, whether they were you know, nearly drowned in the ocean like I nearly did, or whether. Um, whether uh, you know, something happened to them as a child or even later on in life. Now, I've had patients who are you know, 92 years old who just remembered the, the, the sounds of the, of the war, of the, of the bombs going off and happened to put the gas mask on their face. And when I went to put those on her face, just reminded her of that. And instantly this, this fear and anxiety, you could just see the breathing increase, the, you know, the, 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 the body language just goes in. You can just see them sinking down and just kind of having a bit of a flush face. And you can just, I, I just I'm able to recognize that. And then you can obviously break in and go, okay, well, what's what's the thought that you are thinking? What's the uh, what do you believe the end outcome of you stepping in, taking action towards what you want to do, is then preventing you from doing that because it's a fear? Now that often comes down to one particular thought, and if you can discover what that thought is, you can then say, okay, right now, in terms of how much fear or anxiety I'm feeling on a scale of zero to ten, anything above. Look, let's say maybe it's going to be different for everyone, but anything above a six or a seven, people probably won't be able to move towards. Um, if you can get that below a, a six or a seven or below a five, then people then feel a lot better as if as if they can then start to take action. So if you say, okay, right, we'll go back to the uh, the situation with this lady with with the bombs. Okay, so well, the the thought in her mind was that she was going to die or there's the chance or risk that she would die from uh, wearing this mask because it reminded her of being in the war and there being bombs and stuff like that. Okay, well, to you, how much of that situation that you have made up in your mind that you're remembering is, how much of that is true right now, right in the present future in front of you? What are we trying to do? And when you go through this process, there's very, 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 very little time that you can actually say that there's actually anything that's true. 
And then you can say stuff, okay, well, if you were to write a lift of everything that is false or that is not real about that thought that you're having in your head, and you get them to these individuals to write that down or speak it out in ver- verbally, or you can journal on that. Um, and you can then say, okay, right, right in the present time, no, I'm wearing a mask that's for CPAP therapy. Uh, there's no longer any wars. Um, in, in front of me, there's a professional. Um, you know, you can then start to reel off all these f- things that are false. So it's essentially, it's it's challenging your thought process. And then you can re-ask that, um, you know, on that scale of zero to 10, how fearful do you feel fearful now of, of putting that CPAP mask on or taking the action that you need to take? And that often will bring that lower down and you can go through that process and then you can feel more relaxed. And when you're in that more relaxed state, you can then start to take the action that you need to. But if you can't, then break it down to a further thing. Go back to that mask, for example. I said, okay, right, I'm just going to put the mask down here. I want you to just pick it up and have a look at it. Okay, now I want you to just pick it up and just kind of just put it on your face just for a second. Right now, I want you to just try and have a look how you can put it on your face and potentially just allow me to put it on and loosely. And then I want you to put it on yourself and just breaking those steps. So it's a step-by-step process to the point where you've got to number one step. Obviously, not everyone's going to be like that. So getting yourself into a state of being able to accept or remove that fear, obviously, is going to be crucial for you to be able to take actions. I'm just going to finish off this episode with six cost-effective habits that will essentially ease your fear or anxiety. In the current climate is number one, stop watching the news. It's not doing you any favors. No matter how much you feel the urge to need to know the information, that is just the fear itself. It's just that needing to know. Be comfortable with not knowing what's going on in terms of COVID virus at the moment. If it's not, if it's not serving you, then why is the need to actually just listen and watch this sort of news? Honestly, all it's doing is just it's just driving that part of the brain, the amygdala, that is just causing that fear and that's causing that whole response within your physiology to the point that even when um, it becomes a learned process that some people just have it within their physiology and they just they're just they're hyperventilating their body language changed they're you know they just they wake up in the morning and the first thing they do is just is just they feel fear because they're just stuck and trapped in that so stop watching the news now yes we can't escape it because of social media so if people start you know, sharing these fearful things and that's because they're caught in the trap as well or if you've got a friend who sends you information I know that I had a friend recently who kept sending me you know five weeks ago he just continuously kept sending me all these updates on the COVID virus and I just set a boundary and I said look I'm I don't want to know about this, this all this sort of stuff unless it's from a legitimate source and it's just about statistics about what's going on so I can make a predictable outcome of whether whether I need to stop going to the gym or going to the work and how serious we need to start taking this. Now anything else where it's all about people dying and you know young people dying or people on ventilators I said to him can you please stop me stop sending me this information because it doesn't serve me it doesn't serve my current mode of being my mindset it's not helping what I want to do and yes you can you can still take you know the, the precautions of what you're doing but you still want to be able to do what you, you know you, you live your life and stuff so unfollow or ask people to stop sharing their information if they, if they don't then just remove them from your social media Going back to that 
physiological aspects yes fear and anxiety they basically make us um, breathe faster that puts us into this state of hyper hyperventilation and we uh, then you know, we lose con- essentially lose control of how how we should appropriately breathe in that can make us hypocapnic and that can make us feel tired and and, and fatigued and worn out because f- fear is not only psychologically f- tiring it can be physiologically firing the tiring so Give yourself five minutes daily. Honestly, just to sit down, focus on the breath, focus on the chest and abdomen just rising and falling. Um, and if you can, try and focus on when you're breathing in deeply, deep breathe breathe deeply into the belly really belly breathe that's going to activate that parasympathetic nervous system and it's just going to allow you to calm down all you need to do is just take five minutes each day to do that that then brings you to not only makes you present again so therefore you're in the moment but it also allows you to slow your body down and if you're able to do that and if you're able to do that you can then uh, that's when it's going to allow you to, to put you in a position to then take action on the things that you need to do it's going to give you some clarity of thought you can do this while listening to calming guided med- meditations or you can listen to you know, calming music. I know that when I was suffering with sleep issues, when I had anxiety, um, maybe about three years ago, I was really, really struggling to sleep. I probably went for about four, three months without getting a proper sleep. And that was trying to dose myself on all different medications as well at the same point. But what helped me was listening to sleep meditations, um, sleep guided meditations, hypnosis, that sort of stuff. So that's why in episode uh, 20 I believe it was that I actually tried and tempted to do a sleep hypnosis myself or a, a, a calming hypnosis on here because I'd love to be able to help you guys with that sort of stuff as well now the final two if you're a caffeine drinker, coffee drinker, I don't care if you're feeling tired, remove it from the remove it. It's just it's just a stimulant. It's just causing that sympathetic drive. You don't need any more of that. And if you can remove that straight away, you're going to feel within a matter of a week that you're going to be improved and your physiology is going to improve. So make sure that you're uh, you're not drinking too much caffeine. If not, re- remove it completely. And the final one, journal your thoughts, just like I spoke about. You have that thought thinking process. Why why are you thinking what like you're feeling? Uh, you know what, what's what's actually the, the source of your anxiety if you're living in fear your anxieties are expected you know, they're they're gonna they're essentially gonna they're gonna run the show and if you're thinking about your worries it's just going to come on this constant loop um and you're just going to end up living in them so if you can get them down on a piece of paper uh, even you can brainstorm like a, a list of what's actually causing these sort of things and you can start to tackle them full on or even if you can just write the story on a narrative that you're you're telling yourself in your brain and look from it and a third person perspective and objective perspective and just look at it as information you can then break that sort of information down to then um uh to, to realize essentially that it's not as bad as you've made up in, in your brain because we all do it all just gets out of control and that's just a, a natural cause of a spiral of fear so i hope you've enjoyed this episode um next episode we'll have on a uh, another guest of mine um, and we will we'll be having a chat with all things personal training so um, if anyone wants to come on the show, by the way, uh, reach out and put your hand up because uh, I, I, obviously with the COVID virus, I've, I've gone to my last now pre-recorded show. So I'm going to have to start recording them again. And with being uh, relaxed over uh, all the restrictions being a little bit relaxed over here, I can start to have people on the show again and start to have people chatting. I'm really looking forward to, to being excited. So anyone that's listened, please leave me a rating, score, feedback drop me a dm say that you enjoyed it it's uh, it's always great to have some feedback uh, not that I'm looking for validation maybe i am uh, but it's uh, i know i do appreciate it so thanks for listening